Hi, and welcome once again to What's the Damage, companion show to the incredibly well-known and popular real play D&D show, Roll for Damage. Yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day and also Thanksgiving for our friends up north. And here's hoping everyone had a safe holiday and had something to be thankful for. I, of course, am most thankful to have my Friday and Tuesday nights planned every week, a gift which we at the Roll for Damage Network happily pass to you. You're welcome. Um, our heroes, the Shields of Twilight, delved into their first dungeon crawl. Fun stuff. Uh, they fought a bunch of weird creatures, including some nasty acid jelly and a crazy scary demon that came out of an interdimensional rift. Uh, it was a big old boss fight and everyone survived. Um, but the chain, I believe, um, uh, we'll see what that means. Uh, the party ended the session victorious, but not sure what was going to come next. And we'll be talking about all of that right now. Um, as always, stick around after the stream for links and resources. Oh, I'm going to show you guys my t-shirt that just came in. Yay! Flip these moves. This is the t-shirt. You should buy these on our store. Um, yeah, uh, I'm your host, Truth Benson. This is What's the Damage. Um, we were just talking about people masturbating to death. That's what you missed <laughs> while the credits were rolling. Anyway, I am joined today. <laughs> oh, man. I want to give the audience a glimpse behind the curtain. You know, they're very curious about our personal lives. Um, I, Sex addiction, oh, the addiction and masturbation. <laughs> Well, that's gonna be on our on our on our on our, on our, on our new stream called late, late uh, Twilight Midnight. Yeah. So many problems. Twilight and Shields after dark. Um, <laughs> anyway, I am joined today by Sereni, our wonderful DM, by Jay, a player of Campion, who's very sick but doing his best. Uh, is not COVID. <laughs> I'm sure that's not COVID. And Lauren, who plays We're Harrison, not sure anymore. Uh, no. I believe him. I believe it's not COVID. I believe he'll be better. It's anyway. fine. This is a socially distanced stream. That's true. Yeah, we've, we've been socially distanced from the start. We were ahead of our time. <laughs> they all said we were crazy, but we've been proven right. Anyway. Uh, Welcome guys, thank you for being on the stream. So we had our first major dungeon crawl. What is the damage? I for one am very proud of the Shields of Twilight because we did not die and we worked as a team. Campion was clutch. Please. Campion was pretty clutch even though Jay sadly was not there. <laughs> Well, no, that's he, why I was in spirit, you know, I was there in spirit. I, I'd uh, like to think it w I played Campion the way Jay would have done. Yeah, no, you yeah. definitely did. Definitely oh, I mean, did. <laughs> I mean, I was rolling really terrible, Jay. I'll let you know. Um, you know? But you did a lot of healing <coughs> and a great bone tried to eat things. Uh, successfully he once. He did yeah. once. He did but the rest of the time, he just one time he was gumming. He was gumming. Yeah, it. man. Uh, just, it sorry. was not. It was not great. But uh, but it was but a rough. Graybone survived. Graybone survived. I think. 
Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, no, he did not get destroyed this time. This this is the one he, got, he got destroyed a couple of times, but you used your like action to like, bring him thing. back. And, yeah. and he was good to go. And, and cool. uh, yeah, no, yeah. You, you survived. But he wasn't, you know, you don't have to take a long rest to actually repair him for a change. Him. So, yeah. you know, uh, progress for... Um, <laughs> I mean, she also nailed the signature weird little whisper thing mm-hmm. that he does. Very good. Like... Had to get all up in the mic's yeah, business. He's like, uh, uh, I don't really know, guys. And guys oh, that's and, uh, so unpleasant, and, uh, Jay. I hate this. Jay! Jay. What? What's happening again? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this rift? This oh my god. What? Guys, this is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be a great stream tonight, guys. I can tell already. <laughs> but yeah. Not gonna stay on top of today, no sir. Um, also, it's gonna be very interesting because Jay did miss the last game, so he probably doesn't 100% know what happened. Um, but we need to have one because even we when need he's there, he barely knows what's happened. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, rude I'm, I'm, out, and I'm, I'm, I'm out everywhere, man. You know, and it's kind of worse now that Campion is just like a dip. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like thinking about things. He's like, he's like, what? He's what? very excited about. Arcane and technology. Yeah, let, even let though he has no his, idea how, how, how it works, man. Just, just <laughs> it's it's duct tape and glue, dude. That's just what he does, man. Uh, he has it. no idea. And science. And science. <laughs> yeah, so we are very excited to finally hear about Campion from the horse's mouth, as Jay is finally here. Um, so you were not here last game, but we can't leave the Campion questions too long. Guys, he'll get stale. Um, so <laughs> no one will care about Campion anymore. He won't um, be new anymore. He'll be old news. Okay, you get like two can you get like two shows, two episodes to get your character. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's like whatever, new stuff. We need fresh meat Whew. for the I'm grinder. Sorry. Anyway, so Campion's gotten himself into some kind of intense stuff. Oh, kind of. What's demons, going on in his little nerdy head? You know, demons, cults, weird ladies mm-hmm. that beat the shit out of him. Um, <laughs> it's it's a whole thing, man. Um, it's adventure, and and you know, you know, people would say camping looks for trouble, but you know what? Might as well get ahead of trouble and start looking for it because it's just gonna find him anyway. You know, we might as well get ready for it. And uh, yeah, most of the time it just blows up in his face. Uh, but you know, in in a way where it's lovable, and um, you know, he's he's figuring some out, man, with that weird big dude brain of his. Love the dude brain. Dude brain. He really is like a science dad. He's yeah, like a he's, science bro. It's he's a science like, bro, yeah. dude. He's not super. He's not super smart. He's like, oh, really? Science. Oh yeah. Oh. That should have been his voice. That should have been his voice. <laughs> oh my God. I remember, was this during one of the one of the episodes when you guys were discussing how the only reason any of Campion's experiments work is because he's very magical, actually? That yeah, man, that's, 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 probably, that's probably the only thing. I love thing. that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think that was two episodes ago, and it's very yeah. accurate. Yeah, dude. It's just yeah, like... He had, like, thinks... tried to science something and both, like... Jake probability. and I were like looking at. Oh yeah, that was right. Yeah. And like Jake yeah. and I probability. Were both, yeah, it was probability. Was an and he was teacher, butchering and it. He was like a and science he was, master's he degree. Was just and he, was like, he was like, "This is not how this works, Jake. What are you? What are you putting? God." Yeah. It was, it was very fitting for our actual science yeah, people. <laughs> they were a I'm little. A, triggered. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist, guys. I have, well, that, I have you made that very apparent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, even the behavior scientist was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I loved it, though. I love it. Very fun. Um, so with Campion, why? Obviously, we know the out-of-character reason why you're here, but why in character <laughs> are we justifying him like following the party into this? weird yeah. shit is it just really interesting to him or yeah i mean i mean you know it's it's like hey he got he was in a fucking desert for some days um almost died uh it seems like mm-hmm. these people are, are good people and he kind of he, he owes him a debt because he would have probably died without him and you know you know his, his, his dad's a dwarf and you know dwarfs are about honor and he's like you know he's, he's like yo 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 somebody you know what they you gotta pay it back you know 
Or your bitch. <laughs> your bitch, Campion. Serenity should remember that this is apparently what uh, Campion's father this sounds all, like in case we meet him. You're going to have to do this with at some point, Serenity. <laughs> I've got, I've got an idea for it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so Campion's just like really ride or die. Yeah, you know, it's just like that, man. It's just, just the things his parent, you know, taught him, and like they're, they, you know, they're completely opposite people. You know, his dad's a city dude, and his mom's like a, like a way out there flower child, man. And you know, they they were able to raise Campion how they raised a man, and he's just this very dysfunctional. But you know, lovable individual, man. It's just trying to see life as it is, but also like like somehow surviving insane things out of circumstance and batshit luck. He's the Bill Murray of this campaign now. Inspiring. <laughs> Truly inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was personally very disappointed that campion did not in fact try to hit on charlie um yeah, i knew you i know that you just like dealt with one character death but it would have been very funny oh yeah just, so she's just she's like I... just slaps me and i like my neck snaps you know mm-hmm. i mean i want to know is he going to hit on aaron though yo man <laughs> she showed a lot more magical ability <laughs> oh I mean... oh <laughs> Oh, Aaron's already there, right? Yeah, she saved the day, basically. She saved the day. Yeah. Oh, and, snap, um, dude. Close yeah, the probably... riff. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's it's magic. Let out a huge wave of magic off of her. Hey, man, you know, the entire she's... party up to. Is, is she sing, sing, single? You know, it's <laughs> don't know, like are they are they all in like <laughs> a weird menage a trois, man? I don't know, man. It wouldn't be a so, menage a trois because that would be three. It would be an orgy I'm... if they were all together. <laughs> but... <laughs> Or polygamy. Depending. It'd be a, poly- a polycule. A polycule. Yeah. Polycule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't know. Maybe they are. A huge you polycule. Oh, I hope. Know. I really hope they are now. That's that'd be really fun. <laughs> Running fan theory. Yeah. Yeah. Like Serenity like just has all her NPCs all in a relationship. In a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like Turna is just a big orgy. They just they're all married. So be married. They're a polyamorous relationship. They're just like. Yeah, no, we're all married. You see, you see this ring right here. Yeah, that's that's all of us. Okay. Yeah, I have. That's seven, that's what their symbol what? actually means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, someday we're gonna have like a Reddit, and then I'll be able to say shit like this anymore because yeah. it'll drive people <laughs> insane. All cannon. the ships, dude. All the ships. It's gonna <laughs> so- be insane, man. I'm ready. <laughs> Suddenly, the, the hey, we're still waiting. Reddit. We're waiting for the PC ones to happen. Either PC <laughs> or PC NPC. We'll see. NPC NPC. Okay, so this was kind of the campaign's first intense dungeon crawl. You had like a little one out in the desert with the thing with the brain. <laughs> um, but how are you guys feeling? Like getting into really the gritty dungeon part of Dungeons and Dragons, like as players going in. Um, it's surprising, man. I I haven't done a lot of dungeon crawls, man. I I I I feel like I was not ready. Um, I was really <laughs> you scared. Are not prepared. Prepared for these for these things, these amalgamations of mind. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke, people. It's an inside joke. Um, but sure, uh, that was but a yeah. dungeon crawl, and you did yeah. that. That is true. Yeah, we did not was... do well in it. Um, God damn, dude. two weeks. Yeah, it was just a whole thing. But yeah, no, we're not ready for this dungeon crawl, man. You know, but but somehow, you know, we all survived, man, which is beating the odds. Because right now, man, I would have thought, you know, a lot of us would have died. That we had to get more diamonds. I mean, one person had, did die. Yeah. We go. Yeah. They were fine. They're no, fine. not you, yeah. Oriana, but, yeah. you know. Well, no. Oh, did? Oh, so. yeah, she died in the yeah, episode Melody that you died. were still there. Remember, she died, and then uh, Quinn revived her just at the oh, yeah, end. Yeah, just in time, just in time, man. You know, diamonds, man. It doesn't count if you don't die, die. You know, yeah. Yeah, DC still goes up. You know, uh-huh. yeah, it's it's, a, it's twelve now, right? No, it's yeah. eleven. It's eleven. It's just oh, okay. one. Got you. But yeah, no, it was interesting, man. It was cool, man. You know, Serenity, she gets to get out her sadistic boner on, man. You know. <laughs> And uh, you know we all we survive we <laughs> we survive another day, dude. We 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 keep going. Uh, live to yeah. fight again. <laughs> another day to survive. Perry's not good at this stuff. 
Uh, so like she was not prepared, did not prepare the right spells for this shit. Nothing. She's down there like, oh, wait, I know. Prep. No, mm-hmm. nothing prepped. Mm-hmm. Nothing prepped. Nothing, nothing good here. I got to speak with animals. Uh, are there any animals here? No. <laughs> okay. Try to speak with like those little jelly cubes. Yeah, it's like, hey, jelly cube, what's going on, buddy? What's up? Yeah. Although, couldn't one argue that the fact that you survived and won more or less means you are good at dungeon crawls? You didn't get stuck like that one guy. That's true. <laughs> you didn't get stuck like that one guy. Like that one guy. <laughs> oh, poor Tiernan. Yeah, what's his face? Poor Tiernan, who Tiernan, who Perry is so happy she saved. Mm-hmm. Um. And oh, technically, man. he didn't get stuck. He got attacked by mad things. Yeah, but then he got stuck. You know, he didn't get out. Anyway, yeah. So... You need some of that duct tape and glue, man. <laughs> <laughs> that compound fracture, you know. Yeah, so speaking of him, Perry, you, um, Perry <clears throat> met one of the Oceanen, uh, who was doing real bad. Yeah, that was rough. Because um, for one, Perry is now like, after getting that shit from Liz is terrified that the rest of her people are just gonna fucking hate her. Yeah. Um, but it has also galvanized her in so many interesting ways, and we'll see how that goes, you know, coming up Friday. Um, but being able to meet and save one of her people and then keep her word and, you know, I'll come back for you. We're going to get you out. And she was able to. That's a huge win for her that she really needed right about now. Yeah. And new friend. New friend. Maybe. New friend. Or new family, maybe. One of your people. Sort of. Different tribe. Same Cousins. People. Cousins. There you go. Uh, she's super hoping he's not like the last of his people. Um, <laughs> We'll see if that breaks Barry. Yo, yo, man, you know, if your people die, just, you know, you get a whole new tribe. Just a whole new, just gonna start some new ocean. Just you know? some more, you know. Yeah, you know, I have to do it. <laughs> Grab some people, be like, you're druids now. Yeah. Hi, you are a oh. member of the ocean now. Yeah. Welcome. Here's your complimentary stick in your you book of animals, you know, learn it so you can turn into cool shit. And uh, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. your, here's your pet rock. You yeah. do have to take care of it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. He went with nature. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, Serenity, can you tell us a bit about planning like a um, a longer dungeon call that might span across a couple of episodes versus planning a smaller like one episode fight? Uh, yeah. So with dungeon crawls, um, you typically want to force your players to think about how they use their resources like when you when you plan like a one-off combat that happens in the middle of the day first of all you can make it a bit harder on them because you know that okay they'll probably get a rest or whatever um but with a dungeon crawl the whole point is to put them through enough trials and tribulations so that they don't just have everything at the end fight and they can just like throw all of their highest powered stuff and just be fine uh it's meant to sort of harrow them down a little bit and make them think about how are they going to strategically plan the battles because there's still unknown, you know, an unknown amount left to go before they get to where they need to be or, or what, you know, what their uh, end purpose is for being there. Uh, And so it's kind of a combination of giving them moments of down enough downtime that they can like take a breath and not just constantly hitting them with like battle after battle after battle. um, But also having, having things there that will give them pause and make them mm-hmm. like really think twice. Um, for instance, when they went into the ooze fight, uh, the the black puddings, um, they screwed the pooch a little bit on how they were running around trying to find an, an exit because ha- like, I am glad I didn't have one in there and there was that puzzle room. Uh, because there was actually another area if they had gone on the other side where they would have gotten into that and they would have had a place to run, except mm-hmm. that run would have taken them into the boss fight and they would have been pincered between puddings and uh, a giant demon. 
And so, <laughs> and so had they have, uh, and, and again, had I have had an, uh, a hallway there, they would have run directly into a gelatinous cube with puddings behind them. And then even if they had taken out the cube and continued running, would have run into madness and maybe been incapacitated for up to 10 minutes. So like, it's just having the players understand that like, there are ways to handle this and you have to th think about where, what are you running towards? What are you getting into? And like, where are, like what, how, how bad could this possibly be? And how do you handle this situation? And so, um, and so, yeah, it kind of gives them the, that sense and hopefully like seeing how difficult that boss was um, and, and sort of like what they're up against in regards to uh, Thar's Dune and the, the legions that he commands, you know, coming up for them hopefully this helps them take stock of like we each have a purpose in this group we each have our strengths we need to play to those strengths and make sure that we're all supporting each other in the various ways that we can teamwork um so you mentioned you have another area can you tell us like how much of a sprawl did you design for the moons of madness because it did seem um just like watching the episode it seemed like a straight shot more was, or less yeah. to the boss fight yeah so I, I just basically planned out, so there's a T, there was a T-junction and I let them decide, are you going left or right? And and I had two maps. Basically the way that the room was spread out is like a T-junction and then it was like three straight rooms like going in and then it uh, connects at the end to the, the last area where the shackle was. Um, and so I had a set of trials on the left-hand side and a set of trials on the right-hand side. They chose the right, so they got like the Zodiac puzzle, they got the mm -hmm. oozes, uh, they got the cube, and then they got Tyranin. Uh, on the other side, they there was just, it's just mostly death. There was like um, a skill challenge, uh, like a dexterity-based sort of skill challenge. Uh, and there was still some more like oozes and cube and stuff like that there. Um, and, then it, and then they finally converged at the end uh, into the boss fight. So it wasn't super techno, like super uh, sprawling, uh, because this was their initial, their first one. They're still relatively like lower level, um, so I didn't want to expand it because they don't have as many resources. Uh, the next one's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> Something to look forward much, to. Much more sprawling, probably. <laughs> <sighs> oh, a real trek, maybe a two-week trek. We'll see. Don't know. Um, I don't know if they want to be in there two weeks. I, I, uh, I don't know. If they want to do that. Hard pass on anything madness inducing for two weeks um yeah i can't handle the next that. one's not called the ruins of madness but i'm not going to tell you what it's called it's the ruins of stub some, some terror, yeah, mild some irritation yeah yeah the ruins of some terrible thing yeah. yeah literally the name of it um yeah so what do you guys think about um puzzles and traps because i know serenity always has a a ton of fun um, designing those. The Zodiac one, especially, I was like, this one's for Laura specifically to fuck with her because she knows stuff about the Zodiac. <laughs> She's gonna take that red herring and run with it. And I did. Uh -huh. um, I definitely did. I I love a good puzzle. Um, and so I'm like staring at it. I'm like, these are not the right numbers for these. This is not, these don't relate at all. Um, but luckily someone else was like, hey, legs. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, Oriana. She, uh, but she is the, oh, the intelligent one of the group. Yeah. And I wasn't playing, I wasn't going to play campaign because I knew the answer. So I wasn't going to give it. Mm -hmm. I will say that was an Easter egg for anyone who's played Silent Hill. That was an original puzzle in the Silent Hill game where you oh. actually had to uh, set the number of legs on the Zodiac puzzle. And I just changed the, the various symbology to different ones. Um, but yes, that, that was there. Completely missed that. That's awesome. Uh, lovely. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, let's talk about, what time is it? Do, do. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the boss fight a little bit. So did you guys have fun? Tell me about the fun you had. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this dungeon really did test like how well we could work together because we got to the end and like I had very limited spells left. I had saved all of my big spells and then they got hit by that AOE and I was like, oh, well, now I need to save my spells because I may need to power through with some big ass heals or we're going to see dead people. Um I enjoyed the fight. I mean, it was a really big challenge and I got to bring out a new wild shape that was absolutely useless. Um, eh, try new things. I mean, I did have a plan. I just 
never hit with that plan and then my web didn't recharge hey to be fair the roll on a five six his his acid spit also did not recharge yeah no i i appreciate it so much like so much um because like i kept waiting and i was like it's gonna recharge it's going to kill literally everybody rolling a three man see that's what people people think man they think like oh man five six recharge oh that's not bad you know and it's like the thing is is dice be tricky um (laughs) they they will fuck you over (laughs) that is is very true (laughs) Yeah, um, Jay was not present for this. Fight, yeah, no, so but actually, he cannot tell us how much fun he had. Hey, hey, but I heard Camping was doing some very solid heels, man. Um, was. I was very he glad was on it with the heels. I was very glad that I only spent one spell slot to use levitate to get the fuck out of the reach you know in the earlier yeah, you ended up using another yeah. one i had i had campion use another one uh to bring graybound back right away after because gotcha. he got destroyed in the black ooze yeah. fight so he used one spell slot to bring graybound back which mm-hmm. actually helped fight the the graybone got the kill on the gelatinous cube okay um, cool. and then uh and then in the uh the boss fight uh graybone got like nixed by that acid spit and then he brought brought Raybo back up to harrow gotcha. kind of the boss and be like an annoyance. Um, mm-hmm. The boss didn't really pay much attention, but he was he was providing flanking for mm-hmm. I believe like Sinrec and stuff like that. So oh yeah, um, it was it was useful. Useful. But I definitely thought for a minute there was going to be oh, me gosh. and Serenity playing Campion trying to take out the <laughs> demon at the end because people kept going down but like Mm -hmm. that's the thing we all realized was like it really taught us like what we're you know what we are good at and what we are good for in a fight so you know people people, our healers were clutch with the heals yeah syndra kept coming back doing like like 60 points of damage yeah and then going down down. But he would but get he back would, up. I mean, that's, that's keep, the first thing, kind of. Going, like, up and down, down, dude. Down. Yeah. That's all you needed was just to heal <laughs> yeah, seven I mean, hit points because the boss was busy dealing with other shit at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, he would soak up, like, three attacks. Yep. And that was, you know, three attacks that somebody else didn't take that we mm-hmm. could throw a spell instead and that somebody else could still be standing like if we really did work well together and i'm really proud of us because we've been very fractured up until this point all because of campion man yeah see that's why i'm glad i actually went artificer because you know they're they're actually very um versatile man yeah Mm -hmm. man very versatile even because i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a fucking battle battlesmith dude like if i probably could have did more heals if i was an alchemist but then it's just like yeah like it, it's i can it can be a healer you know for a limited amount of time and then i can also be support you know and then do buffs and debuffs and everything mm-hmm. so that's why I, that was the plan around him i was glad that was utilized to the to the best of his abilities it came in was clutch and i mean he has done a lot to like show us our own strengths <laughs> like mm. we were so used to being so scattered but like we 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 were we have worked better now that Campion's here, and I don't know why, but I'm grateful for it. <laughs> you just need an artificer. You need Greybone. Greybone is in the secret to everything. Yeah, man. You need, a, you need a puppy. Yeah. You know, middle, middle puppy. I, I think I think it's a combination of just like everything that's happened to them being mm-hmm. in a serious situation. They have this like guy who's coming on board and is kind of like looking to them trying to understand what the fuck's happening and i think they have that responsibility to like mm-hmm. not get the, the next person that just travels with them killed um yeah i think that there is that understanding in the group of like this guy doesn't know what's going on he's just kind of stuck for the ride and he's willing mm-hmm. to help us out so like let's do this right you know yeah Let's help him out too. Awesome. That's a hundred percent part of what Perry feels is like she feels responsible for not being able to save Dobby. And now we've got Campion and he did not sign up for being marked by a guard of God of darkness. Um, And we're just into crazy shit all day long. And he's just along for the ride. He's got his own mark. (laughs) (laughs) mark Backstory. Backstory, man. Hey, spoilers, spoilers. (laughs) But you know, he's just all right. This is, this is fucked up y'all. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> it's like you guys. What the fuck is happening? Acid blobs, man. I don't. Man, get it. man what? The what, my man? Why is there a giant cube yeah. made of acid? 
I don't like this. And so like, we all feel like, at least for Perry, like, I really should make sure he doesn't get killed too. See, yeah, I feel- He didn't sign up for this. See, you know, like in, in, in shows, right? You have that one character where the audience is like meant to to kind of like be in their shoes. They're kind of the one that's is like yeah. They're like the, the normal the person. Point, the point yeah. of view. The normal yeah. person, and yeah. you're like this. I don't want this normal person to fucking die. We gotta we gotta get him <laughs> out of here, man. Protect him at all costs, Protect the normie. Protect him and his little dog. Protect him and his little dog. Aw. Um, cool beans. Okay, so uh, Serenity, could you tell us a little bit about designing this big boss which is like this cool sort of like split dungeon screen thingy. It was cool to look at, I'm saying. Yeah, um, I knew that uh, Liz and Charlie were going to come from the one the other side that they didn't come from. Uh, I wanted to put something strong up against them. I'm an idiot, apparently. My my characters that le- that level are just ridiculous, and I... I I worry now uh, for the later that this campaign goes because I don't know what I'm going to throw. Um, but I knew that I wanted to create something more homebrewed for um, for them that they wouldn't know what it is. Uh, and it was supposed to be like this general of of uh, of the demons coming coming through, uh, like a lower level general, but still very strong. Uh, and he was a Yugoloth. And... Uh, and I wanted him coming through with like the darkness so that the players wouldn't see it. I think the only one that could maybe see it was um, Baltaim, uh, mm-hmm. because he can see through magical darkness, I believe. And um, and I 100% thought someone would have brought Dispel. Like I figured they're going in, like they knew there, there was these ruins. They had the night to rest before they were going to charge the ruins. And... I, I was like, they know that there's the potential of these shackles being broken and maybe a rift into the abyss being there. There's there's a possibility of like dependent. Uh, so I was like, someone's going to bring Dispel. Like that, it's, it's going to happen. Um, no, no one brought Dispel. So he put the darkness nope. up and they couldn't see it. And so I was like, oh, the first thing he's going to do is just hork his acid into the group. Um, and also they all just, again, I always ask like, are you all just walking in? Yep. I'm like, okay, I guess you, I guess so. Um, and so they all walked into the, in this like big clump and I'm like, yeah, he's just going to hork acid like on their entire group and hit all of them. And I think Perry was the only one who had um, initiative higher than him. Yeah. So she was able to get out of the way uh, yeah. and, and do her thing. Uh, but yeah, that was just like an unfortunate uh, byproduct of, of the, the fight. But yeah, he was, he was an interesting homebrewed little, little boss. Um, I didn't expect that, I was going to have to bring in Driders. Uh, I didn't expect that uh, I was going to have to bring in Aaron. Um, I also luckily rolled really well on a D100 for her to teleport into fucking ruins. Uh, but then she got hit by the madness, which was not great. Um, so, so she just kind of like freaking out in the background a little bit. I was freaking out because I was like, they're going to die. They're just they're uh-huh. going to die. She's stuck. And then I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, Liz has protection from good and evil. She'll put that on uh-huh. her. She'll get another save. Yeah, but yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then, and then she rolled poorly for her dispel, and I was like, "Okay, it's gonna sl- close real slowly." And then I realized she had another thing that allowed me to re-roll, uh, and she rolled mm-hmm. really well for that one. So, okay. Um, so, as the the party, you know, took stock after after this battle, um, realized the chain was broken. Yes, yep. the shackles broken. Shackles, shackles broken. broken, but the Keep abyss is closed. There, there, the abyssal rift is closed. Yeah, so like some good news, some bad news. Um, without any like major spoilers, can you give us like a peek at what the characters are going to be facing as they move on from this? Yeah, which is, like, um, the first big leg of their journey. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't give too much away, but um, I, I ended the session early, so there was some description that I didn't get to, which I'll get to uh this week. Um. <laughs> But it is one of the shackles that binds Tharazdun to the abyss and sort of seals his abilities away. And with each shackle broken, uh, more of his power and ability seeps into the primaterial plane. Um, and uh, and more of his forces potentially can come up through uh, various means uh, or he can corrupt people. Um, and so I think now it's going to be the group kind of like reassessing um 
you know, uh, eventually meeting up with uh, Lex in Riverend and looking into like their big next arc will be eventually getting to Riverend and, and looking into uh, the shackle there um, and, and being a part of that. Uh, again, they were told that if three are broken, that's enough to allow him the ability to kind of influence the world. Uh, and so that will be uh, kind of like their next goal is to like make sure that doesn't happen, but as at the same time stay alive themselves as they are marked. And so through all of their journeys, there will likely be allusions to his power seeping into the world. Exciting. Things to look <clears throat> forward to. Well, th things for me to look forward to. Things for you guys to dread. Um, <laughs> You'll get a little and, bit of, I, I said, like productive down downtime uh -huh. or like um, guided downtime, like because they, they do have things to do, but they don't, they're not going to be rushing. Like this one was like, you should get here. Like there are mm -hmm. things that are happening. And Perry Step wanted down. to, yeah, Perry wanted to make sure her people were okay because she knew what they were guarding. Um, now it's more like you have these favors to complete. But you're not yeah, like that so Lex. much on a timeline to like get mm -hmm. things done. You can, you can kind do of do a little side quest. Yeah. yeah, take a little time. Lex, she's gonna Run. want. She's gonna want that. Actually, no, it's not Lex's thing. We it have is. To do it. it is Lex's. It's, it's Lex's, Lex's thing too. Cage Barrow. Cage Barrow's closer. Well, you can depending on which way you go. You can go to. Yeah. You can go to Zuma. But also, is not Aaron's thing close as oh, well? Yeah. well? No. Aaron's is is in uh, Izel, which is like another nation oh uh, okay, okay 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 yeah. i thought i thought it was it's in that we area were. okay but it's, it's in that still area for, it's far cage bureau is about three well, days okay. away from you uh zuma would be like weeks a couple of weeks gotcha okay Travel. gotcha neato okay um with that we are going to move on to our topic for the day um which is creating an inclusive campaign uh general disclaimer i'm not an expert i don't claim anyone here's an expert but we are going to be talking about this because i want to okay so um we're going to talk about diversity and inclusivity and all this stuff so dnd &D is or has been stereotypically the pastime of white male nerds that's sort of the uh, the stereotype, what you picture when you think of D&D. &D. Um, with the D&D &D renaissance, like after 5e, BIPOC and like um, queer players have become much more visible. Um, I think before we dive really into the crunchy bits, we should define some terms. So today's topic is creating an inclusive campaign. Um, but what the fuck do I mean by saying an inclusive campaign? I want to know everyone's opinions. What does that mean exactly? Woof. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge question. Yeah, um, so we were going to be crunchy, but we were I, crunchy I right mean, away. for me, it's anyone and everyone should be able to not only feel like they could play at the table, but can see themselves within the world in some facet or enjoy it in some facet and maybe take something from it that they can kind of place themselves in or think that that's cool or even take an idea from or enjoy in some way or be like, hey, there's a character who's this. That's that's kind of something I've always been interested in or I would totally play or something like that. So for me, it, it's kind of like that. Yeah, um, for me, it's about the same. I mean, on that, it's um, it's about being able to see yourself reflected in that world. Um, and like for a lot of people, it's also about, and for me, it's about feeling like D&D &D isn't there to fix you or to fix what's wrong with you. If you have something you want to see reflected, meaning, you know, like there was a big to do about the combat wheelchair and I'm here for it. Like, let's, let's people be themselves in that world. If that's what they want to play, everybody has a seat at the table. It stopped being a boys club a long time ago and everybody should be welcome. Everybody should be able to sit down, grab some dice, grab a character sheet and feel like this is their game too. Yeah, I mean, as, as a black man, um, it's the stigma behind like Dandy was like fucking insane dude it was like oh bro man dice you're playing you're playing fantasies man anyway, you're, you're a girl man you're, you're fucking going going playing you're, you're an elf you're a little elf girl and i'm like I'm like bro man i'm just 
I just got this character, man. I think she's cool. You know, what's going on, man? You know, it's just, it, 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 it's Dungeons and Dragons is an expression of whoever the fuck you want to be, man. You know, if that you wanted an outlet to be an extension of you, or is it an extension of part of you, or if it's just the complete opposite of you. It, it, it the inclusivity of it is just to be open-minded and to also talk and understand where the communication is key between the dm and the players because especially before you even start a campaign you need to you need to know uh just the players they need to know what's going on in the story uh what type of thematics it's going to be what they're comfortable with what they need to know about you know your character and your morals and everything it's it's a communication situation so always talk be willing to talk be willing to express be willing to say pause and be like hey i'm not comfortable with this or hey are you good you know it's just how it is you know be open-minded understand that you can't please everybody um so everyone just needs to understand that you know it's a give and take uh but it's it's everyone the first thing at the end of the day is everyone to have fun that's it sage advice and i think we all sort of think about this concept in more or less the same way i i was agreeing with a lot of what you guys were saying i think of an inclusive campaign or really the ideal campaign as a space where anyone can step into the fantasy and feel like they belong there like no one should immediately no one should be alienated just by the game itself because you know it's we talked about this before it's like it's a life simulator and a friendship simulator in a big way so kind of what jay was saying everyone should be able to have fun and no one should feel like they're not welcome in the in the campaign space um cool beans so uh, now we're going to talk about times you felt unwelcome so when you were first getting into DD, did you feel like there was any kind of like barrier to finding campaigns or to playing with people because of your gender identity, sexuality, race, um, minority status of any kind? Mm. Um, for me, it was just kind of hard to, to really kind of get into it in an IRL game, man. Um, it, it just scheduling wise. So mm. I guess. It became easier once I learned about Roll20 and that games are also can also be held, you know, Save beyond. Many people. You know, man, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't drive an hour and a half to, to your favorite game store, you know, or, or, or your DM's place, you know, you just go, go, go online. Um, this is not an ad by Roll20. Uh, <laughs> We're not sponsored. If you, if you want to give us yeah, the money. sponsor us, eh? Yeah, man, I'm willing to sell out, man. Let's go. I'll wear Roll20 shirt, bro. Uh, but we do we do love roll 20 for letting us be able to like to play you know to play because i mean otherwise we wouldn't have this exactly and that's that's a lot for that's that's a thing for everybody it's it um the accessibility of it is really cool especially now um for me getting started into it was just a little difficult just finding a good game because it was just like yeah you know a game would start or like it would be like one session and then like oh yeah no time constraints we're done um or it's like everyone falls out or it's like uh it's it's just kind of just like slowly fizzles to the point where like the dm gets burnout and then they're like yeah man i'm tired man you know and it, that just happens to everything um uh, it just it, it takes a bit of time for you to find that group uh that works um and then yeah man you know once once you're once you're there man you're home dude you're good man just play all the games you want the people you like you know, be dicks to one another, and then you know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just just be like, hey, <laughs> you stabbed me, but uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> that's good, yeah. <laughs> you, you, your character punched me in the face. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But we're twice. still friends, right? Twice. Yeah. Uh, twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, dude. But yeah, no, this is how it is, man. Um. But yeah, that's that, that's just my thing, man. Just mm-hmm. never stop looking for that group that you can mesh with, and then everything's just gonna be cool. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> for me, <laughs> you look like you're about to fall asleep. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> 
Pass out. Don't fall out. Don't fall out. Um, <laughs> uh for me it was it it really was like a boys game like i was one of like three girls in an all nerdy group of people and they had like a game going and i was like i want to join i want to play well we don't have time to teach you Mm -hmm. um yeah um and like the thing is like my dad played old school ad and d so like I expressed some interest and he bought me some stuff. He bought me my first size. I still have all his old character sheets and shit. I mean, it's some crazy stuff. Um, Like apparently I came from a secret D and D family. Um, uh, Comes to find out, but like I tried to get involved and they were always like, Oh, we don't have time to teach you how to play. And we don't know how we'd fit a new, another character. And it was just like, it began it can it began to feel like a thing where I was just there to sit there and be an accessory. I was the token nerd girl to sit there and watch them play. And yeah. so I never got to play. No matter how much I tried, no matter how many times I tried to find a game, I didn't start actually really getting to play until I met Chad. And we tried to come up with a couple of games. And then one day we strolled across... You know, we stumbled across a roll twenty ad, and I wound up with this group. And the rest is history. God save yourself. Oh, that sucks, though. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I had no idea you had so much D and D hardship in your past. Hey, man, you know, it's just it's just people forget. You know, girls get it done. <laughs> oh man. No. It's a time of endearment. <laughs> time of endearment. Um, for me, uh, I used to uh play like uh like online like text based ones. Um, when I but I like didn't start really with D and I started with like other. I think I started with like Buffy or something like that. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Um, but I did a lot of like role-playing online uh but like through like text-based games like mirc and stuff like that which is kind of weird um and then in college i found a group of people uh and got into fourth edition which was confusing uh we don't talk we don't talk about that child man i skipped right right from 3.5 to 5 and when I made my first character, I just like in fourth edition, I just I did literally it was point it was point by, and I did it like I do every um, RPG. I just was like, I'm just gonna average out all my stats because they'll just grow. And I didn't realize it's like you get a feed every like four, you get an ASI like every fourth. Mm-hmm. I can't remember fourth edition because I think you got the the extra feed. Anyways, but anyway, you only your stats only go up every every so often. You only get so many. Um, and so I think I was like a cleric that had thirteens in every fucking stat. It was terrible. I couldn't hit anything. I was pretty much useless. Um, but yeah, it was. I it wasn't. I I don't think so much like a barrier for me. I found a group of people and I was able to like play. Um, now the barrier is like yeah, it had it's it's people are older. Uh, everyone has lives. People have children. It's harder mm-hmm. to get together and find time to play. So yeah, I found a group online, and and now I'm. And you're good to go. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. It's We're perpetual here. Madness. We're all here. Um, yeah, I will say I've never had trouble finding a group. Like I usually have more offers that I can that I can take. Um, wow. Yes, yeah, humble brag, truth. Wow. wow. Okay. Sorry, I'm nerdy and cool and hot. I don't want to tell you people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, but but I will say I will say I have been made uncomfortable by like white straight men that I've played with so often. Yeah. No. Mm. See, the thing is, is like, um, I've seen it happen uh, in in groups, like mm-hmm. like a lot. 
um where it's just like a dude and he's like oh there's a girl here oh man oh that's so oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. and i'm just like dude my man you don't know she she's you've not coming seen here women before you've anybody. seen like female people but she, she, she's she's playing the dnds and i'm like yeah but she's just a regular fucking person just find a cool person and then maybe you can get them into dnd and then there you, you got a weird dnd family I mean, it's a great way to seduce people get them into your nerdy shit exactly Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Why you got? She's just trying to play your half elf rogue man stabbing people in the back. Leave her alone. <laughs> she's busy stabbing. She's busy assassinating. She's assassinating people, man. Come on. But uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 like that, and it's just like yo. Know, the the thing is, um, don't have try to create a romance. Come on, man. Just, just people need to chill, dude. Um. Yeah, <laughs> don't look for love in your D and D group. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, nine out of ten times the group's gonna crash and burn, man. Okay, I, 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 I you're never gonna see that girl again. And, and you're <laughs> never gonna see that girl again. And you're gonna offer her from D and D, man. And then she's and then and then man, it's gonna turn into a whole thing, dude. You know, to the point where like some I've seen a, a bunch of these groups, like like some of these groups kind of. Well, it was like years ago when it was like kind of popping up in the Me Too movement. It was just like these all girl groups because they didn't feel comfortable with with dudes mm-hmm. you know and it's like it, it no don't don't man that you're ruining it you're ruining it for for everybody's fun dude like just enjoy the company man have fun stop making it weird because you, you want a cool pixie cut girlfriend that's a nerd yeah you know? no golf gf for you okay get out of here <laughs> no I, I mean i mean see that's that's kind of that's like a really fair and good point because like it's it's either one or the other like either you get in there and you're made uncomfortable because you're suddenly somebody's manic pixie dream girl yeah. somebody's like oh shit it's a nerd girl let me try to tap that um or who will like legitimately try to make you uncomfortable at the table because you're mm-hmm. a girl because you know chad and i were in a game yeah, they want to test you they're like are you a cool girl you're are a cool you a girl? cool yeah, girl are you a cool, cool girl? girl are you not like other girls uh-huh no. are you chill with all this weird shit i'm doing you better be um but i yeah. mean like chad and i were in a game and it was very obvious that a he the guy kind of had a weird thing about women in D and like made a point of let's let's make her uncomfortable while also making her husband uncomfortable mm-hmm. like i'll i'll throw these ridiculous super sexy characters at him and like imply that her character is not as pretty as them yeah, I think like, we talked about this in a yeah. previous episode yeah yeah like, i mean that honestly is just randomly so yeah weird. i mean that so. that's kind of, Wisdom saver, you look Wisdom. at her tits. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I still to this day have to employ that for some <laughs> just just once. Uh, just once. I, I that feel like that's an auto fail for most people, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, so, like, I want to do it to like the whole party, and it's like a DC twenty five, and everyone is just like, yes. Um, but like for like. me, that's what it is. It is like, and I, I it's so stupid this this commodification of women at the table is gross like we're here to roll dice let me be a math goblin and you roll your dice over there yeah let me roll my pretty dice okay yeah i mean i paid 50 dollars for this these dice i want to roll my rogue yeah go away get the fuck away from me okay <laughs> fuck dude and then yeah man this. And then when like there's rose quartz dude... gemstone die, um, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, rose yeah she got the rose quartz one. Oh my one. god! Yeah, yeah no, dude. Chad gave them to me for my anniversary. That's oh, so cool. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. all appreciate them. <laughs> Everybody loves my 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 gemstone dice. The, the uh, gemstone dice, man. You know. They've rolled many a nat twenty. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, that's real science. So the cooler your dice, the better your rolls are. Yeah. Real science. Uh, or the worse that nat one hurts. 
Yeah. Because yeah, they've been You got to put it in dice jail, dude. That's like. <laughs> I'm going to start like dice rehab, though. Maybe if we're kinder and gentler, they'll like get better instead of just sit- sitting in prison, yeah. getting oh, worse. You know, <laughs> you know, this this really weird girl that I knew once taught me a way to like. Um, Spin the dice? No, to bond with your dice the way you do in the animal. <laughs> We have gone way off oh, the rails, wow. y'all. Um, sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, never mind. I'll, I'll tell you about that later. Um, so, serenity. <laughs> so, female DMs aren't exactly unicorns these days, but most big names in, like, the real play community are still men and still white men. Is there, like, a glass ceiling, you think, that people are bumping up against? Um, I mean, I want to say No. But I mean, I work in the tech industry. <laughs> um, and yes, I mean, it's, I want to say funny, like, but you know, I, no, yeah. it's just it's natural. Like, I think that there it's always going to be, um, you know, like there are going to be like female DMs, queer DMs, you know, BIPOC DMs that are getting boosted. Um, but our society is not that grown as we see in the real world today, um, we're still far, far behind the times. And so 2020, y'all. people are naturally uh, going to gravitate towards the, the white, the white men uh, and, you know? and, and they'll get boosted more and they'll have more privilege than, uh, than the, than the, the, the littler people. Um, and so, and I know that there's efforts to like help signal boost a lot of like these smaller names and stuff like that to like, cause a lot of these people, like, people are really really good at what they do and really good at storytelling and not necessarily D, but like even other uh role-playing like games and stuff like that um but i think like we still have a, a very long way to go um just in general and, and case, so yeah I and, to, and to add on that it's a hard question oh, to answer you... <laughs> no, yeah Oh, Serenity. Yeah, are you done? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah, and to and to add on that, this yeah, is the most no. polite we've ever been about interrupting each other. <laughs> I mean, we're so we just got to talk about right now. Shut the fuck up, Okay, go ahead. Oh God. Um. No, but uh, just like yeah, like like how it's going in now. Um, you know, but I feel like there's more there's more opportunities now more than ever. Um. I'm, I'm seeing a lot more people come out of the woodwork, uh, especially, you know, um, a friend of mine, you know, plays D&D and, uh, you know, is, is an actor and is <laughs> actually starting to get into the first voice working field. And uh, that was actually very hard for very, for colored individuals to get into voice work, man. Uh, very difficult. Uh, and now it's, it's, it's starting to become, you know, the, these, you know, there's more, like animations that are including colored individuals and it's like hey why don't we get a colored person to you know do the actual voice this time you know creating these opportunities for these individuals to shine and uh you know kind of get their faces or voices out out there you know but also faces and you know like opportunities are coming out everywhere um in all these fields and it should be more but I'm glad mm-hmm. to see the change that's happening now, um, because like, bro, five years ago, oh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, should have shouldn't have taken five years. No, but success uh, should always be um, appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> and appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Never take it for granted, um, yeah. but always demand it. it. It is something that each and every person, you know, deserves. You know, if if they are putting in the work for it. Yeah. You know, and it shouldn't be, you know, easier for one person than the other person. Well, people here, let's start out, you know, from from at least a marginally close starting point to a, a very, you know, easy, you know, as much as easy as the next person's, you know, battle for, you know, I'm trying to get this job here. You know, it's that that's just how it should be. But. I mean, life changing. People grow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, well, congrats to your friend. I'm glad he's getting yeah. yeah, that's dope. Um, I mean, I also like if we want to see more diversity, we've got to de- we've got to boost our diverse creators. Like, if you want to see more BIPOC streams, boost the ones that exist. Start there. 
and keep going. I mean, we want to see more queer people on uh, playing D and D. Boost what you have. You need because, to create an audience for them. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we need to, and and especially, I mean, I myself am part of the LGBT community. We need to boost each other instead of tearing each other down and competing with each other all the time. Boost your fellow creators. Like we're all gonna rise together. Solidarity. Solidarity. Um, Solidarity. There you go. I mean. <laughs> If, if you if you see another smaller creator that's struggling, sync up, help them too. You know, more people are going to rise that way, and 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 we can make friends, and we can be a stronger community, and that's what we need. Powerful words. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, this, I know this sound is sarcastic, but these are real claps. <laughs> It's just it's a real, it's a real claps. Okay, they're not fake claps. They're real claps. <laughs> they're real claps. <laughs> uh, it's a tonal thing, guys. Wonderful. Okay, um, I'm going to shove in one more question. Um, so we, I had so many questions that we did not get through. So what can... Jay talks too much. No, I'm just joking. I do. No, this has been a great discussion. Up. We uh, might um, have to have no, a no, second he's been, he's been great. at some point. Yeah, yeah no, we, it's fantastic yeah we made to do a second half to this at some point um so what can dms do when they're creating campaigns to like create worlds that feel rich have inclusivity um is that a word inclusivity based yes. in um dodge the kind of stereotypes that come up in fantasy settings and might make people uncomfortable and just generally create the welcoming environment that we were discussing right at the top um I mean, try to, I mean, I try to think of like all the different cultures and people there are in the world. Um, I am a white woman, uh, so I'm by no means an expert on all of them, but I've tried to have, uh, I've tried to represent, you know, multiple like sexualities, genders, um, cultures in in my people uh, that I create, like the NPCs and the world. Um, I've tried to like base certain ones off of various um, various cultures like that we see in the, in our in on Earth, um, and kind of like take take from that, but also showcase the the power that those cultures have. For instance, like Saratan is very like almost like African Egyptian uh, based, but you see how powerful a, a nation they are and how how great their people are and how prosperous. Uh, they can be um, and and showcase sort of that uh, that for them rather than slavery or anything like that being introduced into their culture and, and stuff like that. Um, and just taking like the 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 power in that we don't see that isn't put in the media in a lot of these like really amazing places and peoples around around the world um, and and giving voice to that. So I try to do that. I'm obviously not a an expert by any means, but I try to do research on like cultures or things that I want to put in there and try to give life to them and try to do them justice if I can. Uh, and I'd make mistakes. Like there's going to be times where I make mistakes and I'm told that I made a mistake and I own that. And I'm like, okay, I will try to do better uh, next time. But it's all in, in the good faith of like trying to give voice to things that don't get uh, elevated as much in our society. Um, especially in like the Americas and stuff like that. I mean, I think a big thing is like, do your research. If you're going to do it, do your research. Um, Like be aware of like, am I, am I leaning into a stereotype? Am I, am I just relying on some crap I heard six weeks ago or, you know, or am I sitting down and am I looking at what's real and what's true and portraying things in an authentic way? And also just being open to if someone says, hey, I feel like there's this world doesn't include something that I you know, experience. And if you can fit it in, try to fit it in. I mean, by no means can we please everyone or include literally every culture, literally everything in the world, in our world. But where we can fit something, fit something. Does it does it hurt anybody's experience to include, oh, this culture speaks with sign language because you have 
a player who speaks with sign language and they think that that's an interesting thing to portray and be open-minded about the way things are created and portrayed. It's okay to have a deaf wizard whose verbal and somatic components are the same because they speak in sign language. It's okay to make modifications so that people feel included. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to add. (laughs) (laughs) Congrats, y'all. We silenced. I I will say one thing I do try to do as well. Like, I am, mm-hmm. I inherently have bias. I like, come from a, a specific family, a specific socioeconomic status, a specific area of the world. And so I try to check that as much as possible when I like do my research and when I talk to people about how I'm doing something or how I'm building something. Um, when I initially wrote the lore for Aotania, I sent it to all my players and I was like, hey, like, is there like, what is it? How does this look? Like, mm-hmm. and was hoping that a- any of them would come to me and be like, whoa, what are you doing here? Like, not okay, you know? Um, or, you know, like, or hmm, this this doesn't make sense, or I don't really like how this is. I gave them a lot more insight into a into the world than I sh- like I I possibly should have as a DM because they have they had a, like they could read through that lore and know a lot of things that their characters like like meta-wise yeah. wouldn't know. Um, but I wanted to do that because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't. I wasn't going to put my foot in my mouth like for, for certain things. And so I, I try to do that um, as, as I build out the world and, and, and stuff like that. And if I'm ever touching on something sensitive, I try, I, I will say I do try not to touch on stuff that I don't know a lot about. And it's not because I don't want to showcase it, but it's because I want to make sure if I do do it, I do it very right. So I'd have to talk to the right people to be able to do it. Um, you know, uh, and it's the same thing on how I handle like my job and, and stuff like that in, in, the, in the real world. Like if I'm building a feature for, for the app that I work on uh, and it's about accessibility, I would hope that I would bring in someone who is dealing with a disability mm-hmm. of some kind um, to help understand it. Because how would I know how they interact with a product versus how I as a, as a, as a, you know, a regular person that doesn't have that disability and can't experience that would, would do so. So I try to do that as well. But I think that that's like another thing as a DM that you can do because you aren't going to have inherent bias in, in everything you do and how you see the world. And so it's good to always like talk to other people and be like, hey, does, does this make sense if I do it this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, diversity of perspectives, definitely useful. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to wrap up. I think my one piece of advice, which is in no way encompasses all the advice that could be given to white people who are DMing would be, are all your important NPCs white? If so, change that. Um, Just, yeah. Sometimes creating a diverse world is as simple as adding some diversity, Mm -hmm. As, as stupid as that sounds. Anyway, thank you guys so much for being on the show tonight. This has been a great discussion. Um, I have like six questions we didn't get to, so I'm probably going to, at some point in the future, do a diversity point two, um, 2.0. Awesome. Uh, cool beans. So good night to you guys. Good night to the viewers. Thank you for sticking around and coming to watch us every, every week here on What's the Damage? Get your t-shirts uh while they're still hot tune in on friday for the next episode of roll for damage um yeah do we have any more announcements oh uh keep keep being excited for the halloween episode because that is coming up yes uh, thank yes, you we have a halloween yeah we have shot. a very special very spoopy episode it's gonna be fantastic so we will have great. more info coming soon in the in the weeks mm-hmm. so that will lead up to uh and it will actually be on the 31st so yeah, so watch for coming announcements. Thank you to Sunbird and Lady Meows who designed our logo and our music. Thank you to everyone and have a good night. We love you. Have a good night, everyone. Night, y'all.